Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But before they all sold out, they all together. Are you with me now? Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds Ruin Everything. I'm Logan. And I'm Adam. And we're gonna we're gonna ruin Star Wars this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um so are we gonna start with some news or are we just gonna like I don't like I don't know if there's a lot of news out there, is there? Um well there's the kind of sort of uh, Detective Pikachu two might be coming. Um, what? I didn't even, okay. <laughs> full stop. Like, like I've had a very rough week. Uh, I've been like at work. Um, I've been mostly working, <laughs> so I've been out of the loop with, with news. So you're gonna have to tell me about like. So is it just is is Zaz announcing it or is like is Nintendo saying this and they're gonna do whatever they're going to do. So, uh, let's see. Here's the latest. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu 2 happening with new team on the case. A director and writer have boarded uh, the possible sequel. So, uh, let's see. It is uh, Legendaries and Negotiations with a new creative team. Like, it sounds like nothing's final. Uh, Jonathan Kreisel, okay. uh, the dude that co-created Baskets in Portlandia, um, is the 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 oh. guy they're they're okay trying to get to take over for uh, the, the the director's chair, which mm-hmm. Rob Letterman I thought did a really good job, but I mean I can understand not wanting to like you know no I don't want yeah. to do a sequel to this <laughs> so but, like. I mean, like, let's be honest, like, Detective Pikachu, like, so, okay, like, it's not a, it's not a Pokemon movie. Right. It is, in some respects. It's a movie that has Pokemon in it. <laughs> like, does that make yes. sense? So. No, it absolutely <laughs> does. And after we've seen the Mario movie, like, the trailers for the Mario movie, and what they're doing, which is actually kind of a straight up like, with a few exceptions, it's basically a, a Mario movie and a Mario Kart movie and a Luigi Mansion movie, like all rolled up into one. Um, I'm pretty sure that Nintendo is like, yeah, you guys can do better than that. I mean, okay, so like the design of it, I loved. Like, I loved the design. Um, I've not been. A, I was never a big uh, Pokemon fan. Like my wife was a big Pokemon fan, so she kind of introduced me and indoctrinated me into Pikachu, or um, into the world of Pokemon. I mean, I knew what it was about, but it's like I didn't watch it. I didn't collect them. I wasn't I, like it was at a point where I, like it just it there was a disconnect. <laughs> like uh, like yeah. like did you just recently see that? Did you see the new Abbott Elementary um, today, um, this week? Yes, yes. With the socks? Yes. Like, I literally feel like, like, like with Pokemon, I felt like Jacob with the sock, uh, with the sock yep. creatures, even though I understood the sock creatures better, like, you know, everybody understood. I mean, Jacob's just an idiot. Um, but, so, but I, what I did know, like, when I watched Detective Pikachu, I was like, this is not a Pokemon movie. This has none of the kind of, like, 
things that I know that are poke- Pokemon. Right. It, I mean, it didn't have the like. It just took the the concept and kind of flipped it on its ear and was like, "We're going to do something a little bit different than the games," which yes, at, at the time was probably the. I mean, Sonic is kind of the same thing, um, where you just take Sonic out of Sonic's world. Um, and put him in ours and go, oh, it's a Sonic movie. It's not really a game adaptation. It's just a movie that features Sonic the Hedgehog. So Exactly. Um, and it looks like Though, the guy that they hired to write it is the guy that wrote Kings of Summer, which is a pretty I, solid oh, okay. movie. So Yeah, no, it it, it is. I like uh I, I definitely like I like that uh I like that choice. As long as it's <clears throat> Like I said, like if it goes back to the, if it goes back to like you know what, like it, it's like the whole thing of like like how can you fuck up something so easy? Like it's it's got a plot, it's got a kind of like it's a sports movie basically, like yeah. it's a sports movie mixed in with a coming of age story, like like and a and a like a a kid and his pet, like like not pet, but I mean you know like a like a. In the best way possible. I don't know how you fucked that up, but you did. Um, so I'm, I will be like, I don't like the fact that it's Detective Pikachu two. I mean, you lose Ryan Reynolds at the end of the first one. So how the hell are you like? Why are you continuing on with this path? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm all for like people getting getting like live action versions of the stuff that they want or that they, they love like, you know, and Pokemon is a huge cultural thing, right? Like it's a huge impactful thing for like people our age and younger and to not have it like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. So I mean, okay. Okay. I mean, you know, I I mean, it made a lot of money. I know that much. And it was just basically on the good graces. Everybody doesn't, I mean, any Pokemon fan that I've talked to about it, just like, it's like we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Detective Pikachu. Like you know, it's like uh, give me my Pokemon Go and give me my co- Pokemon Purple. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a, a Pokemon movie for people who aren't diehard Pokemon fans. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, you're talking to somebody who's not a diehard Pokemon fan and he didn't fucking like it. So it's like yeah. what the fuck is this for? Um, uh, can we talk about uh, the? Okay, I, I want to ask you about something. Did what did you think of the two trailers that Disney brought out the uh, the Peter and Wendy trailer and the Haunted Mansion trailer? I didn't watch the Haunted Mansion trailer. Uh, okay, the Peter and Wendy trailer has me a little hopeful. Okay, okay. I didn't think it um, looked bad. Um, I I am a little over the. You know, let's turn our animated films into live action films. I, I just, you know, but it make them darker. Like, yeah, that's. I'm like, come on. Like everything just looked like it was shot through like some kind of musty like filter. I'm like, I don't like this. I um, I'm I'm assuming that was probably shot on the volume. The volume, yeah. It's not gonna look great on the big screen. Nope. Um, well, is it is it supposed to be? Isn't it supposed to be Disney Plus? Uh, I could have sworn it? it was Dis. Yeah, I think it's Dis. I actually, it's going straight to Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Like where? Well, 
Um, which makes sense if it was shot on the volume, because like you said, like, you know, nothing shot on the volume should ever be probably put on the big screen. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, they like, put Ant-Man and the Wasp on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, but also I feel like Ant-Man and the Wasp had that kind of like, okay. So like, like, I don't know, there's this tactile feel to like, like Peter Pan that you want. Cause it's, it's, yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird. It's weird. Like I didn't notice the volume as much in um, in Ant Man and Quantum Mania. I mean, I knew it was there, but it was a little bit elevated, at least to me. This does not seem like it. This definitely seems like it was made for Disney Plus, which is a sad state of affairs, right? Um, yeah. Um, I, 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 I that this is and this comes from the old regime, obviously. Yes. It's already yes. So that that makes more sense too. Um, and, and you know what? I mean, we give uh, Zaslav a lot of shit, rightfully so. So yeah. the reverse of that is like, good on. Uh, I just completely blanked on the Disney dude. Um, um they, they just stepped they, back. Or, uh, they just stepped back in. What? <laughs> Yeah, Bob, uh, Bob. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Bob 1.0 because there's yeah. two Bobs. There's Bob 2.0 and then Bob uh, 1.0. And yeah, Good Bob Iger um, for not stepping back in and immediately just going like, yeah, all that shit he was doing, just shove it. <laughs> like we're just not going to do any yeah. of it. Um, like everything that was, you know, in like late post or pre-production. Uh, like they're still moving forward with including the the Lilo and Stitch live action film, which hopefully is not a mistake. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, <clears throat> the only other news I remember seeing is that mm-hmm. um, it's, I, it feels very quietly an alien movie is going into production starts yes. next week. Well, you know who's you know who's writing and directing it, right? Uh, I think I read it somewhere. All I saw was the headline: "New Alien film starts shooting next week," and I was like, "Oh, is that still happening?" Yeah, um, and um, it's it's to satisfy one of their big creatives who worked. He said he worked so hard on it. Um, Noah Hawley. Oh yeah, that's right. I like Noah Hawley. So. I like Noel Hawley too, but my fear is is that we're gonna get something that's not a that's that's not a like best case scenario we get Legion again like like you know like like an alien version of what Legion was to the Marvel MCU from Hawley right because that's yeah. that's exactly what like you know that's the best case scenario but the worst case scenario is something ponderous and stupid and like up his own ass which. Like we've already seen that <laughs> we, version we, from Ridley I was Scott. About to say, we saw that. <laughs> I don't need to fucking see that again, okay? Like I don't, I don't <clears throat> mind Prometheus, but man, does it have its head up its own ass? Uh, um, there's so much good in that movie, and so much more bad in that movie. Yes. What a fucking yes. cast to absolutely waste with such bullshit. I, well, even Alien Covenant, which I kind of like, that one has a cast that you fucking ruin too and strength, yeah. right? Like, like the great misnomer of of Ridley Scott's career is going to be what the fuck he did with the chance to work. Like, 
okay, so Fassbender is a guy that I like, I feel like just didn't have the career that he promised us in the indie movies that he did. And like, you know, you look at alien, like you look at Prometheus and alien covenant and you go, man, you know, you really wasted that, that guy's prime years. Like, and that's what kind of worries me about gladiator two and Paul Mescal. Um, because he's, he's like, I may not like, like, I mean, like, um, I may not like, you know, fully invest in his, um, in his Hulu show, but I can say this much. He's fucking amazing in that show. Like he's super amazing and he kind of gives me the same vibes that Fassbender does. And you're like, you know, and even after sun, I didn't care too much for after sun, but his performance is fucking amazing. Um, and I see why Ridley Scott picked him, but at the same time, it's like, well, Ridley, you haven't done anybody favors for a bit. And I love you Ridley, with all things considered. So, but, and again, um, I'm actually kind of intrigued and excited by Noah Hawley, um, taking over because I mean, you know, as we know, he can definitely do stuff. I mean, he can definitely stretch the stretch the the property. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I still um, often think about that. So. Yeah, I hate that we're never going to get to see. Because, I mean, he was all ready to step up to the plate for Fox. The, the stars. And it, oh, it for, just. For, uh, he was going to do something in the Fantastic Four world. Um, mm. and it, it just never, That's right. Because of That's everything right. going on with Fox, it just never materialized. Um, but yeah, they were so impressed with yeah. his work on Legion. They, they wanted to pull him in to do big screen stuff, rebooting, you know, franchises and it just never materialized, but yeah, I, you know, maybe, right. maybe this will be, uh, better or, I mean, maybe it will, <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, have you? I this week I've not watched much at all besides Star Wars. I I did binge the only uh it, it was twenty half hour episodes, but and I only mm. kind of sort of watched. Uh, it was called The Guest Book. It was uh on TBS mm. two seasons. Is a, a Greg Garcia show. Um, oh, really? And oh. it was every season was based around this one location where people would come. So every episode, it was like an anthology show. Every episode was different. Oh, okay. And but it featured like his. I cast remember this one. Familiar players. Um, yeah, it was like interesting. Any... Uh huh. But not uh... great. <laughs> I do remember. Okay, so I do remember this one. On, of course, uh, Fox. You, you know, you gotta love Fox. Like the, like you know, whenever they do something, they only do it for a season or two. Um, I do remember seeing this um, and seeing that it was like you know, like like uh, Garrett Delahunt. You know, uh, of yeah. course, you know, <laughs> you know, he's his dude. Um, so. But I never got to see it. Is it, it like you said? It was. I mean, it's two seasons, so you can't really get ahead of steam. Um, yeah, and they were only like ten episodes apiece. Um, ah. The there it's being like anthology in nature. Even though like some characters overlap, um, it's like there are some episodes that were pretty good, and then some episodes mm-hmm. that were like 
well, this wasn't that good. Um, the the weird thing is, it's very cynical, which is not hmm. really something that he does anywhere. Like most of his At stuff all. is yeah. so like even if it's like uh not like if it's people on hard times it's always like making the best of it kind of and this was like out and out just cynical um uh like had mm. had some like just there were several episodes that involved people trying to or succeeding in killing other people and I was like this is not like anything he's ever done <laughs> So, wow. Um, um, which may have been why it wasn't that successful. Um, it just, hmm. it did not feel like his style. Uh, it was, it was on Hulu and it popped up. I guess maybe I'd had it on my to watch list uh-huh. and uh, I logged in and it popped up like this is expiring in like eight days or something like that. And I was like, oh, I forget all about this show. And I watched one episode, and I was like, oh, that's okay. So I was just kind of watch, casually watching it while I worked and burned through all 20 episodes in uh, four days. So, um, Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if you can actually watch it anywhere now because it's expired from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Um, and and I, poker, uh, poker Face. I, I watched the latest episode of Poker Face. Oh shit! I have not seen it yet. Um, uh, I've heard that it's like a murderer's shit. row, it, <laughs> like it's a murderer's row of of. Well, it's it's basically Ryan Johnson doing what he used to do on Breaking Bad, which is do the penultimate episode, yeah. come in like a fucking, like a fucking. It, like it's the a lot like that Breaking is. Bad episode. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's a uh, it's Wait, I might be thinking of the wrong episode. No, you're thinking about uh, the one room episode, right? The the one yes. where he stays in the yeah. Okay, so yes. that's Ozymandias. Um, yeah. Okay, so single location. I've heard it's a single location. It's like kind of like yeah. Um, like uh, it's just, uh, like there's a lot of homages going on, but I mean, like the cast I saw, like this is going to be our Saturday night for us. Is that we're going to be probably watching that and. Uh, couple other things that we've been we've been storing and waiting for um but yeah like you t- you saying that like even you just mentioning it barely is is promised to me like is it feels it like, like it feels like hitchcock man oh man that's good that's good like, i'm glad like like uh like rope like it feels like oh. rope. <laughs> uh now question for you um uh, it, like, how is the reunion of like you know? It's been what? It's been almost twenty years now since uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and and or no no it's been fifteen. How is it? How how is the reunion? Are they? Did he give him a? Did he give him a juicy role like he always does? Yeah, it's it's uh, it, you almost wish he had more screen time. Um, <sighs> I mean, he's in the whole episode, but yeah. like it's it's like man, if this were just him and her. And like a mm-hmm. like a chess game, oh! But like the plot necessitates other people, and like the it's a it's a, a twisty, turny. It, it, it's funny because it's set on a mountaintop. Like they're like she's in the mountains, and if you've ever 
I've, mm-hmm. I've never driven up and down the mountains. Well, well actually, that's not true. In Chattanooga, <laughs> I have. Um, like mm-hmm. a, a mountain road, but like I'm talking about like, you know, the Rockies or something. Mountain yeah, roads sorry. are notoriously twisty, turny, fucking yes. nerve-wracking, like Nightmares. gripping the steering wheel. Like, and that is exactly what this episode is. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's really nice. I'm really, 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 really happy about that then. Um, all right. All right. Um, I like, yeah, I didn't watch that. I've been, I was, like I told you, I was preoccupied. Like I told you, I think before the, before the show, uh, I've been, I've had a hell of a week. So a lot of it has just been like, just ke- keeping up with stuff that I have, like 30 minute episodes of things like, yeah, like Night Court. Um, <clears throat> they're up, they're like, always the easiest thing to, to stay caught up on because you're like, yeah. I have 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I actually watched um, a couple of the episodes of The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. Yeah, um, I want to, I want to catch that. It's, uh, I, I love it. Like I love it because it's it's the Eugene it's not the Eugene Levy of Shit's Creek. It's Eugene Levy, Eugene Levy. Like yeah. it's the one that we grew up with. It's the guy who is before like I was trying like I was ex- like I, we were talking about me and my wife were talking about because she didn't like it because it was a little too scripted for her uh, for her tastes. Um, like, like with these travel shows, like, and I told her, I think that it, like, it's shot in chrono, like it's being shown in chronological order to which I feel like if you've never hosted a travel show, it would probably seem like it's scripted. But like, as we go on, I feel like we're going to, like, he's already starting to get more comfortable within the third episode, but I like it because like I said, like I told her before, it was like, before he got caught up in the American pie bullshit and where he is currently um like eugene levy was kind of like the cool nerdy dude like he was he was always like the guy that i loved so much in like just in any of the roles like armed and dangerous and even his stuff like like there was always it wasn't like a week in the nod it was like for me like eugene levy was this guy who was cool enough to be brave enough to be dorky and stupid and just all around like nebbishly funny in a way that i feel like wasn't pervy in the way that we in the way that people feel like woody allen is like you know absolutely pervy um and i loved him when i was a kid i mean i love him now um and it's kind of a refreshing kind of reset to go like it's like I'm going to go on this travel show. I'm going to be kind of pissed about it because I don't like travel and I can kind of relate <clears> to that. But in the, mo- there are moments where you can genuinely see this dude opening up to this, this whole thing and going, okay, all of this is worth it for this. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's beautifully shot, of course, because Apple spent God knows how much money on this show. Um, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> It's unfiltered Eugene Levy. I mean, literally, you like if you love if you loved his old stuff, where he's just like, I'm not going to do that. Are you nuts? Um, like, if you were like into the old Eugene Levy, you're gonna you're gonna love it. It's not like it's not like you know where he was in Shit's Creek, where he was just constantly going, Jesus Christ, these people, listen to me, damn it. It's more of like, why am I in this situation? Yeah, <laughs> I'm 
I want more of that type of stuff. Like having the National Geographic brand in there, like while yeah. I know there's other stuff in there, it it was like initially when when Disney Plus launched, I was a tra- I was like, oh, are they going to do stuff like this, like the Jeff Goldblum thing? Like yes, I exactly. loved that. Like I watched every episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, are we going to get more like this? Which I guess it's kind of a, a you know, a catch 22 of like, nobody else really watched it. So we can't like outright, you know, hire celebrities spend. to do stuff like this and spend that money when nobody's watching it. So yeah. um, this is kind of like continuing at least that. Um, so yeah, I, I plan to, to watch it. I, I loved the idea of, like they wanted to do a travel show and they were like, what about Eugene Levy? Cause like he's coming off Schitt's Creek and like that show's still immensely popular. And they go to Eugene Levy and he's like, gives them all this like Eugene Levy reasons why he can't do a travel show. Cause he doesn't. And they're like, Oh, well that's the show. <laughs> we're just going to take you to all these places and you're just going to be this person yourself and we're going to film that and everybody will love it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, and that's exactly what it is. Like, I hope there's another season because I would love to see his family be brought along on this. Like, oh, yeah. I know that probably Dan, Dan is like, you know, one of the busiest actors working right now, writers and actors working right now. We might not be able to get him, but his daughter, who um, is also in the Shit's Creek, um, she plays. Oh God, I can't always. She uh, like she's not. Um, oh God. Um, God damn it! What's her name? Um, she's the. She's the one that's in. Um, uh, she's Twyla. She's the 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 captain. Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's his daughter. It's not. Um, I mean, because Annie Murphy, we all know Alexis is like somebody completely different. I mean, she's gone on to like. I hope that, like, she's one of those nimble performers that I'm always like, wow, that's great. But uh, Sarah Levy, uh, who plays Twyla, I mean, you know, she's her own. Like her and Dan are kind of like. It's weird to watch like. And it's purely Canadian, right? Like this is purely Canadian, where like the kids become just as popular. I mean, of course, Nepo babies, but they're so Canadian about it. It's not even like it's not even a thing. Like, right? Like you didn't like she doesn't say like you did if you didn't know Twyla was like you know Eugene Levy's daughter and Dan Levy's um, sister. You would never know that. Like, it's yeah. never like like it's not shoved in our face like Lily Depp Rose, like and, like you know other other Nepo babies. That just kind of like throw it in your face it's kind of weird <laughs> it's weird how that works but i would love a family thing or hell you know what pay Catherine o'hara whatever money she has like whatever money you need and make them traveling buddies <laughs> because that, that like, would be great. i totally yeah because i mean you know the world like honestly the world needs more Catherine o'hara I mean, I don't care how we get it, but like, we definitely need more of these two. Um, and yeah, no, it's 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 a really it's nice it's a nice thirty minutes to go to sleep to. Like, like, and I know that sounds terrible to certain people, but to me, like, like that's the kind of like weirdly kind of calming thing that this show is for me. 
is like it's like kind of gets you in the mood like ah travel ah beautiful vistas and eugene levy being funny okay i can go to sleep now <laughs> yeah, I'll, so, I yeah. might I might have to binge that this weekend because I don't have any I don't have anything like on deck. So mm-hmm. um, like usually, well, actually that's not true. I, I for some stupid reason last weekend I started watching Jupiter's Legacy and like halfway <laughs> watched like four episodes, even though I know it's not coming back. And holy yeah. shit, is like you talk about waste? Like what an yeah. absolute fucking waste! Like, are we going to make a show like shit. The Boys? Like, The Boys already exists, man. Make something else. <laughs> like, no wonder Wait, it okay, was so canceled. <laughs> well, like, here's the problem is that we're going to make a show like The Boys, but we're not going to make it funny. And we're not going to make it mm-hmm. clever. We're just going to make it Mark Millar. Yeah, just which, super duper it, fucking serious. And it's just like... Exactly. This does not work, man. Like, the most interesting thing in that show... Is the flashbacks to the non-superhero stuff. Like, when yes. they go back to, like, the 30s and, like, all of that. Which they are they drag out forever building up to how they become superheroes. And, and it's just... Um, but I don't even know if I'll ever go back to... Fin- I've only... I've watched through half of it and I, I was just like... It's... I was in my... I was in my... Uh, storage locker sorting through some mm-hmm. comics and I was like oh I'll just put this on my phone and passively watch it while I sort through shit I was like this is mm-hmm. terrible man <laughs> uh, it, it really um, is um, but yeah I yeah. might I might put on the 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 Eugene Levy travel show instead of finishing <laughs> the four episodes of <laughs> of that I have left to watch um just, just so, be warned if you if you if you're doing the comic book thing, you may stop yourself. You you may oh, that's you may fine. hurt yourself. <laughs> uh, but oh god, Jupiter's legacy that that was two hundred million dollars wasted. Like I, yeah. I just think about that. Like what? Like I don't even. We could have gotten like, like we could have gotten another season, two more seasons of any number of good Netflix shows that have been canceled. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, or, or we could have got we could have gotten an extra season of Umbrella Academy. We could have gotten five seasons instead of four. Oh, um, which did you see that yes. Nick Offerman and uh, Megan Mullally and somebody else were added to the cast for the last season? That that's exciting. Yes, uh, that is super super exciting. I mean, like we Nick we've Offerman about... and like nerd like nerdy pop culture properties is like. It, like that's an itch I didn't even know I had that's now getting scratched. Like I'm so Seriously. excited for this, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, after like I think it's that we like, let's be honest, like we 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 took him for granted because he was so kind of he was so kind of like, you know, tied to um Ron Swanson and Bacon and like crafts. And Scotch that we forgot that he's a fucking great actor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just for a little bit, but then he like comes in like a goat and just makes us recognize and realize, yeah, he's a fucking great actor. I mean, Megan Mullally, like, which I always find hilarious, is like she's always great in whatever she does, right? Like, we, and we take that for granted. Like, you know, it's like, like you know, as much as it, 
what somebody cannot say about Will and Grace is that she isn't like the goat there. Like between her and Sean Hayes, like that that's just like next level good comedic timing and performance. But she's also good in her serious stuff. So seeing them take on to go on to um uh like be casted in this final season, I'm actually very, very like it's it's smart casting, right? Like like you can't you can't um you can't like fault them from for going for broke in the last season. I mean the only thing that uh the only thing that like I find is the problem with this is that we're not getting another season, like which sucks. But yeah. but like let's be honest, like rather to have four good seasons than a fifth bad one, right? Yeah, and I mean, and you know, not that the the comic isn't gonna, but like they do it similarly in the comics, like that it gets mm-hmm. produced in like season arcs, and that mm-hmm. I might be, I think there have only been four. Um, okay. So it it it's you know, it's okay. Like it's not like oh well, there was gonna be more to tell. Because the the series went on for like 120, it didn't. I think I think all total there might be like uh, 48 issues or so of the series total. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. to adapt like all four volumes, like okay, like there, I don't think there's been a volume of Umbrella Academy in three or four years at this point. Um, which I mean, it's written by Gerard Way. Uh, He's busy right now, you know, yeah, with his band. Rock, <laughs> so, yeah, rock star. Yeah, they yeah. reunited, uh, went on like fucking multi-year massive world tour. So, you know, if he comes back to it to write more, he does. If not, you know, he doesn't. So it's that's his baby. So, um, yep. you know, if they wrap it up the way the books sort of wrap it up, then. You know, that's fine. You know, there may or may not be more stories to tell in the books. So, uh, which if, if you haven't read any of the, the comics, like I, I highly recommend them. I, the show is great. Uh, the comics are same but different. Um, okay. You know, it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. Uh, I would have never guessed I would love, like, it. I like a few of My Chemical Romance's songs, but like, feel like that dude writes comics i've been like fucking of course he does like stupid <laughs> poppy <laughs> punk bullshit i would i would have been like yeah. so pissy but like i started reading his comics i didn't know who the fuck mm-hmm. he was and somebody was like yeah that's the dude from my chemical romance and i was like are you kidding me i should maybe go listen to more of their music because i really love his comics <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, um, I'm very like I've not read the I've not read the comics. Um, I'm going to I was waiting for the series to end so I could go back because I didn't want anything ruined right. necessarily. Um, because he's involved, and I knew that, like you know, whenever a creative is involved, they kind of hew closely to to the source material, and I was having so much fun with this, like. Like what? Like you know, uh, I mean, Umbrella Academy is the is the X Men series we kind of deserve, but we never got. Yep. 
Um, that that's straight up his inspiration, though. Like the yeah, the old school Claremont X Men stuff was his inspiration. Like there was always weird <laughs> ass time travel shit going on, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's. I mean, so much so that, like, at one point, I was just like, why are they not paying this dude to write, like, get him to write the X-Men? But, like, at the same time, like, he got to write the X-Men and got to do it without some, you know, editor over his shoulder going, like, hey, you can't really do that with those characters because, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so needs it for this story over in this other side of Marvel and... You know, um, I, I would like to see him step up and uh, like maybe when they're kind of done for good with the band, which I don't know that they ever will be, uh, yeah. like write and direct like uh, film proper, um, you know, big screen stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, since superhero stuff is so prominent and popular now, like I would love to see him do something like that. But uh, or, or fuck everybody is getting a Star Wars now. Just give him a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's actually kind of a perfect, uh, a perfect like entryway into what our discussion is, which is uh, not just Mandalorian uh, season three episode one, but just a kind of a larger discussion about. I feel like we we've been building up to this. Um, and like now we have the the chance to do it. Mandalorian season three episode one is kind of given us a way to kind of talk about Star Wars in general and the state of Star Wars. Um, so we like it premiered uh, March first. Uh, I huge rewatch. Um, I watched from episode one of Mandalorian all the way up through um, the book of Boba Fett. I skipped all the Boba Fett stuff and just did <laughs> the return of the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, cause I mean, you know, I, okay. So why don't we start with, why don't we like, cause we're nerds ruin everything. Kind of, let's just start, let's start talking about the shit that we don't like. Um, because I feel like this kind of is a good way to kind of get into the Mandalorian because we, when we talked, when I asked you about it, you had given me a, like, you know, behind the scenes, like a little text that was like, you know, it was like, I, 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 I'm actually very curious about your thoughts about the first episode and more of the stuff that you didn't like as opposed to what you did like. I seem to be an outlier and that that's fine. Um, I, I don't, understand why this is a video game fetch quest and that's what the show yes. has become i i don't know you're right i don't I, I mean it's literally get my ship go to one place talk to somebody they tell me i need this so i go to another place they tell me they don't have it so then i go to another place like and, and that's all the show has become like the reason the I mean, part of the reason the the Book of Boba Fett episodes were so loved was because Book of Boba Fett was dragging and kind of boring. I mostly enjoyed it, but it was kind of boring. Um, Yes. But those episodes had him, like, actually doing shit, you know? Yes. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so badass. And this shit 
feels like, like I said, a video game fetch quest. Like, it's a really awesome video game fetch quest. <laughs> but I need more than that, man. Like, I just, it it lacks some major substance for me that that showed up in the first season. You know, I, I was listening to yeah. another podcast and they're like, man, we go to like a bunch of different planets in this. It's so great. Remember how in the first season, like they were like, man, we ain't got the budget for that. So he goes to one planet. He's there the whole episode. And I was like, wait a minute. I like that. I don't like yeah. going to nine different locations to talk to people for five seconds. <laughs> okay. So you like you kind of put into a, like you very much. So kind of like, like concisely, like put where uh, like what I was feeling during the episode is that it felt like a greatest hits, like, you know, a side quest, but also a greatest hits because we get the whole thing with IG 11 again. And like, he makes a fucking cameo appearance as a fucking crazy robot, which, which we already know, like he's going to come back. Right. Like, because that's another side fucking quest. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sorry, but I know I'm cutting you off, but like, no, no, since no, you brought up it. IG 11, does it not speak to like, okay, we don't think these people are stupid. Why would you not think that if you just reactivate him, like as he is, that he's not going to immediately revert to his OG programming and <laughs> try to fucking kill everybody in the room? <laughs> no, in the, okay, and so... And this also brings up another thing for me, like a really, 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 really kind of weird point that I'm like, fucking what the fuck, guys, um, is the IG, the IG droids are created so that they self-destruct and every part of it is destroyed so that you cannot rebuild an IG robot. Yeah, it kind of breaks down a little bit. It, right? So, like... Like when I saw the statue, I was like, oh, okay. I, I like, I get it because like, it's kind of actually a funny thing to do. Right. Like it, it like, it's kind of a funny thing to make an IG robot, like the hero of a town. Yes. Right. Like that's fucking hilarious. It, it's, like, it's very fireflyish, where it's like, James <laughs> yes, the, it's like, James wait, town. what? <laughs> exactly. You Which make is the, the best murder episode. droid? It's... The fucking <laughs> mascot of the <laughs> town? <laughs> But then that also is like history, right? Like, like, like that's like that's like Filo like that's Filoni and Favreau at their best, right? Like they're kind of like cheeky ass kind of thing. Um, but when I realized it was part of the droid, I fucking checked out, dude. Like I like we literally checked out of that section because I was like, yeah. no, that was my Star Wars nerd to me and go, no, fuck you guys, Filoni. No, yeah. you know better. You of all people know better because you've been futzing around with the IG robots since I, Clone Wars. I feel like this is not a Filoni thing. I feel like this is definitely a Favreau thing. Um, but okay, so like, okay, so that also brings up another thing, which is, is that do we feel like, like now we're starting to see, like it seems like. There are okay, so like the thing that I noticed about the with my rewatch is is that stylistically one 
uh, season one totally kind of as a through line holds, right? Then season two, it starts getting a little rocky. And then Mm -hmm. the book of Boba Fett, that's where it fucking, that's where it starts to crumble. And it feels like we're getting two different voices. We're getting, we're getting Filoni's voice and we're getting Favreau's voice, but not merged together like it was in the first season or even in the second season. Um, Because the second season goes off the rails for me at the end. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's a total John Favreau wanting to play in the Lucas sandbox in a way that I don't feel like Filoni ever felt like he had to he had to futz with George's stuff with the OG trilogy, right? Yeah. I, like, I completely like, agree. And the whole thing is is that Fav Favs has gone into this weird like as a back kind of a track. And I love Fabs. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Fabs. I love, I love what he's doing in the Star Wars universe. I love what he's allowing Filoni to do, more importantly, in the in, in the Star Wars universe. But weirdly, it I, should be the other way around. Exactly. But I, I, <laughs> no, no, no. You're a hundred percent right. Like, and the thing is, is that like, oh man, I don't know. Like, like so. Okay, so like first thing. Like a weird side note, um, Disney fucked with Bo- Book of Boba Fett and last uh, last episode of Star Wars uh, of Mandalorian. They changed the deep fake. It looks so much better. Like it's like literally three or four times better than what I remembered it as. Like because part of the reason why the return of Boba Fett or the return of the Mandalorian episode in that Book of Boba Fett. Like the series, the reason why it didn't work for me was because Luke looked like shit. Yeah. Like that, that the deep fake. If you go back, I don't know if you have. I don't know if you did a rewatch. No, I didn't. It looks, um, I I'd read somewhere dude, like, that they had they had gone back in and uh, which I guess that that's infinitely infinitely to their credit, but it's also absolutely something Lucas would have done if. Lucas stayed the course and where we have a giant, you know, a few years ago, we have a giant launch of like the Lucasfilm streaming service um, that features mostly Star Wars and Indiana Jones. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Continuing to futz with the, the tech part of everything and just making everything look better and better and better and better and better is something I feel like he absolutely would have done. He would have just kept sinking money into like the, all the things that were added in the old movies that look off, off put because it's like, that looks way too shiny to be in this movie. He would have just kept messing with it until it all looked very cohesive um, so the fact that Disney did go back and like, Hey, you know, we can still make this look better and it's not going to really cost us anything because we're continuing to work on this, you know, it yeah. also kind of spoils the fact that Luke is probably going to show up again because, Oh, oh yeah, I have no doubt well, that that's why you keep working on that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, because somebody in, is in a computer lab re-rendering and re-rendering to make it look better and better and better and better. So you're like, oh, well, we made it look better, so let's just go back and add it to the 
the other episode. So no, absolutely, and that man, there's a world in which I really like. I think we both want to live in the world where Solo is a hit, so that they don't have to do this deep fake shit, yeah. like like a monster hit where we see where where we get a recasting of we get a recasting of Luke as Sebastian Stan, and I'm there yeah. for it, right? Yeah. Um, and we get we get Billy Lord like you know as Princess Leia like yep. in this era, and then like Alden Aaron Reich is 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 Han Solo. Like much to Harrison Ford's like slow clap, thank you. Let me go and be an actor, you sons of bitches. Like that—that's literally how he would say it, and then just leave because Alden Ehrenreich is like he—he'd be like, "Kid, the candy store is yours," and <laughs> yep. then just leave. <laughs> um, like I think we both want to live in that that reality, and but the reality is is that. It's probably going to be CGI Harrison Ford, and because I mean they already tested it out. 1989's Harrison Ford. So I saw that trailer on screen, and they must have fussed with that one too, because the Harrison Ford from the 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 from the flashback sequences, the de-aged one. Yeah, it looks a little did, bit better. It looks a little bit better, right? Like it doesn't like, and I think that that's also streaming stuff. Like like we're getting it uncompressed, which is nice, yeah. but. But and there's this asterisk right there. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see these guys deep fake AI. Like I want to see actors take these things on. And I don't know. Like it, it's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I know tech has been pushed. I know that's the whole thing with Lucas was that you know at a certain point the movies were mechanisms for the technology. Um, and deep, deep tech or like de-aging stuff is like the thing that we're all, that everybody is all like working towards. Right. Like I guarantee you in Thunderbolts, there's going to be a flashback to mm-hmm. Harrison Ford as general Ross in the 1990s. And it's going to be some fucking action scene or something that shows Thunderbolt Ross as like, you know, Thunderbolt Ross in his prime. He'll have a mustache or shit and it'll be like, you know, fucking just whatever. Um, I'm not here for it. Like, (laughs) do you remember it was probably in the mid to late nineties. George Lucas had, he'd done like an interview or something and talked about uh, buying uh, the digital rights to actors, like to their. Yes. Yes, and I then do how in the future you would be able to just use like you could just put Humphrey Bogart in a movie, yeah. and it would be completely digital and seamless, and and like the outcry of like a this man is insane, and b nobody wants to see that, and we're sitting in 2023 talking about like the fucking digital versions of Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill being in Indiana Jones and Star Wars properties. Yep. That's why, right? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, for all the, the, like, he, I wish he hadn't because, like, good or bad, I would I would have loved to seen his version of what came next in Star Wars. But, like, yes. the amount of shit that this fucking man 
got from all these people. And he was right at every fucking turn. Every turn, man. (laughs) Well, my favorite part about that is that one of the biggest proponents to this was Martin Scorsese when he did this interview. Like, Martin Scorsese countered and said, there's no way. And then what did Martin Scorsese do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe Irishman, which fucking like basically was basically was exactly what he was talking about you de-aged an actor to a, like you know to his 30s and made him like you know in, in his like you know when he was in his 70s and 80s like that's wild like i find that hilarious and and like slightly weirdly like it's like it's like life like you know uh like it's like that stupid quote like it's <clears throat> you you live long enough and you do something long enough to be a um to be the villain you become you start a hero you're gonna eventually become the villain and i'm not saying scorpius is a villain but i mean at the same time you know you're taking this technology that at the time was on the forefront and like spent hundreds of millions of dollars developing it so you're part of the problem like it's kind of funny that you become part of the problem because of the mechanism uh, but yeah i'm just yeah the the loop stuff is very kind of disheartening because it's like it's called the mandalorian and it's not called skywalker and i don't want like so this is my problem is that i thought that we were going to get the fuck away from the skywalker family and we keep on going back to it yep i'm done with this family i'm like like i'm literally done with this family because i want to see other stuff like do you know what i mean like I, I don't want, I don't, like, I understand that there's a, this big chunk between Awakens and Jedi that they're they're determined to fill, right? Um, And I, I guess, I mean, like, I like some of the stuff. I really, I mean, like we talked about, I really love some of this stuff, right? Um, but the, the Skywalker stuff and the building of the Jedi Academy and shit, I mean, what's going to be next? I mean, I... I already can kind of feel, I feel like, so I'll keep my thing for later um, because I think that we're like, I'm getting a way, I'm getting us off way off track. I'll come back to what I was going to talk about, which is like, you know, um, another series that I feel is going to be like an entry point into Young Jedi Academy starring Mark Hamill, yep. um, which I don't fucking want. Like, like basically the John Watts uh, skeleton crew like when I heard the plot, I hoped that it wasn't like, you know, okay, we're rescuing young Jedi, but it's literally we're rescuing young Jedi, which I'm okay with. But when you know that it takes place in the same time that the Mandalorian takes place, we already know what the end result is, right? Is that they're all going to be dropped off by Luke and Luke's going to be like, hello, I'm going to do these. I'm going to train these kids. And eventually it's going to lead to like young <laughs> Avengers style. And then this other kid's going to kill him. Yes, exactly. Like, it's all leading to, like, you know, Adam Driver, like, not understanding that he gave away his digital life rights. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, 20 years later, it's going to be, six, uh, like, 55-year-old Adam Driver saying, like, being in the Harrison Ford mode of, like, I'm too tired for this shit. And, and like, Mark Hamill, 120, because, you know, we're going to keep him alive that long. Or his son, <laughs> like, yeah. being him, digitally augmented like going through the the stuff that leads to the force awakens and i'm just like oh come on the snake eats the tail um but anywho 
going back to the Mandalorian, um, and you're right, 100% right, it's going to be more Luke, but I don't want that, right? Like, I like I know that a lot of people want it, but it's like... I, yeah, I don't. Like, I know people lost their shit when Luke showed up at the end of uh, season two, but I was just like, yeah. oh, really? Like... Uh, just, as soon as you saw the X-Wing, you knew who it was. I mean, like, that was the whole yeah. fun, the uh, Okay, so the Mandalorian, like, I don't even like, okay, so, like, here's the problem is that I'm not even sure if I'm really liking the way that they're approaching. Like, you know, it's the, like, you put the money, you, you put it right on the money, which was is that it's the whole side quest, like, getting a thing for Mandalorian culture, which I'm like, you did it so much better during the first two seasons. Why are you doing it this way? And I, I'm look. I, this is going to sound the way it sounds, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Huh? So the beginning of the episode, like first of all, I like probably most people. I, I thought it was a flashback. Like I thought we were getting okay, a flashback yeah. to, you know, but it's not. It, you find out in four or five minutes, it's not a flashback. This giant fucking alligator makes. Fairly short work of a bunch of uh, Mandalorians, uh, children of the watch, yes. whatnot. Mando rolls in there in his modified uh, star Naboo starfighter, blows up the alligator, and then meets with the armor and basically recaps shit that if you were watching, like we just saw this in Book of Boba Fett, like literally this scene is there for people who didn't bother to watch book of boba fett which yeah, I mean, that's, that's all it is yeah. maybe unpopular opinion but well i i don't care fuck those people they should have watched the show like <laughs> exactly well you just saw a recap okay so like here's the thing is that they spend four minutes on a fucking recap that shows you absolutely what you needed to know from book of boba fett because they yep. took like, like the best, the best part was they said the last season on the Mandalorian. I'm like, no, motherfuckers, you guys are lying because these are. <laughs> you should have put it back there. Or guess what? You know what? Maybe in the Disney Plus app, maybe add a new episode between. Maybe add yep. the Return of the Mandalorian episode because I mean that's literally the Return of the Mandalorian episode is like literally like a or book just, of Boba Fett. Just click on a like create a like shortcut to like catch up on uh uh mandalorian's adventures and like you click on that and it it just plays those book above a fed episodes like it, it's it's yep. literally just a digital sh- it's a hyperlink man like come <laughs> on <laughs> um but the, like maybe even more uh unpopular is you know, he lands, he talks to the armor, the armor tells him like nope, this is the only way to redeem yourself. Sound. This is gonna sound like it sounds. Grow some mm-hmm. fucking balls, dude. Pull out the dark saber and just be like, "No, this means I'm in charge." <laughs> yep. No, like, absolutely. I don't okay. need to be redeemed. I don't need your <clears throat> shit. I'm in charge. Instead, all we're doing is sending him on another video game fetch quest. <laughs> yeah. To which. Like, I'm going to be really pissed when he does go there and she and the armorer tells him that she's he's still not redeemed because then we've just wasted three episodes mm-hmm. on this shit. 
still get I, three I think episodes it's going to be more than three. <laughs> I think that's yeah. going to be the whole season. Is oh, him? Jesus. Like, I mean, it's only eight episodes. Like, that's what we get. You know, eight episode yeah. seasons. So, and if this <laughs> runtime is any indication, like we might have one or two episodes that cross the thirty minute mark, and that'll be it. Um, it, I I don't know, man. Like, I'm. I I don't want to be disheartened, but like I, I just I I the promise of what we got in Book of Boba Fett was that like that this massive like Mandalorian like plot and instead of getting bigger, they seem to taking seem to be taking steps back to go smaller and just have him you know bouncing around all over the place which might be fine but like i i want the bigger plot man i like the flip flip side of that is is look at something like bad batch that yeah is, is managing to balance that smallness like so that you get the character stuff but also bigger plot ideas um, and it, this show just isn't doing that. Or I know it's only no. one episode in, but like we didn't get really much of anything that makes us think that there's no. a bigger plot here. Well, it, it, okay, so like they're sidestepping some really, really, really big fucking things. Like, so the biggest thing for us as okay, so like, uh, um, okay, so one of the brilliant things that they did. Which you know is a Dave Filoni thing is that they brought the Pergil back, yeah, uh, space whales. Um, to which Grogu was just watching them. But for anybody who's a, a Rebels fan, knows that they are like they they are a key to Ezra and um they they are a key Thrawn. to Ezra Ty, and Thrawn, which is hopefully like. We're starting like my hope is that we're going to start to see more of the threads of rebels coming into the Mandalorian because so much of the Mandalorian is tied to the culture and what happened after Sabine. Like this is the this is the biggest fucking plot point that I'm like, what the fuck, guys, is Bo-Katan. What happened between Bo-Katan and Sabine after Sabine. Rebels? Sabine's the other one. Oh, oh that's <laughs> Satine. No, 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 no. But also, oh Satine, no, you do mean Sabine. Remember, yeah, after you're right. After yeah, Satine died. And, see, I, that's also really confusing because, like, don't name two similar characters, two similar names, because I'm always like, <laughs> exactly. they're talking about Satine or Sabine, because uh, one, they're both Mandalorians, but one was one thing and one was another. One was. Yes, one uh, like you know, one was one was Obi Wan's boo thing, um, you know, the one that got away, and then the other one was you know um, the young queen of yeah. the young queen of of, uh, of the young so queen of Mandalore right. when it was still I, there. I I took you off. So yeah, between Bo-Katan and Sabine, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. what, what the fuck is Sabine gonna do when she finds out that somebody else has the dark saber? Dark saber, exactly. Like, is that the is that the crux of, like, so Ahsoka knows. We we know that she knows. Um, no, actually, you know what? We don't. 
Like it's never implicitly stated, even though she yeah. she's she's seen him, but she's never no, she doesn't know that he has the dark saber. Like it's never implicitly said in the plot, right? Like it's never like like. But I mean, this whole thing of like skipping around the stuff that's actually kind of important. Like, okay, so what crumbled? Other than the night of a thousand tears, right? Like, where the just the mass genocide of the planet, right? The bombing of the planet. Yeah, which um, we got to see like a glimpse of in this this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the previously on or whatever, they show the yeah the twin fighters like dropping the bombers, those bombs. Yeah. yeah. But like my my thing is is that like what happened between all of them? that made them lose the saber to Moff Gideon, right? Yeah. Like, like that, that is the most interesting plot of all of this, all this shit that they're circling around. Right. Like, and uh, like, you know, and also what happened to Moff Gideon? Like, you know, they, they mention it, but it's like, <laughs> okay. the same thing that happened to Cara Dune. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. They just went we, away. What happened <laughs> is, we can't afford uh, one actor and the other actor pissed us off. <laughs> so we just wrote him yeah, out. The yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, like I'm, I'm concerned because it really does feel like, I don't know. It feels like, like they're just, okay. So like the worst, the, the worst criticism that people lay against the Mandalorian is, is that it's basically creatives, playing with their star Wars action figures um, and coming up with like, you know, kid like plots. Right. That's yeah, the I mean, worst. It, that's really, like, it, it really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's literally what's happening right now. Right. Like I'm like, but I will say this much. There are certain things that I, I really love in this, in this episode, but it's taken out of context contextually. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is where I think I even, I don't know if I texted you this, but I'm like, it was my instant thought. Why wasn't 17 and 18 released at the same time? Because they did it with Andor because yeah. the Andor plot was so like, this feels so soupy and uh, like interconnected that I kind of, I kind of need the two. I think I need both episodes at the same time and i yeah. know that you know we're not going to get that but here we are and i kind of probably need both episodes because i'm criticizing this show that i really love um because it doesn't make any sense because i don't have i don't even have a larger picture of what this episode like what the season is supposed to be about other than let's go on side quests why why does andor get so many episodes that all run like an hour and change and we're getting 35 minute episodes of the Mandalorian and um, eight episode seasons. I don't know, dude. Like, I really don't, I don't know if this is the way that it's constructed. Like I'd be very curious. Like the one thing that they don't do in these behind the scenes, making ofs of the Mandalorian is they don't talk about the writer's room and they don't talk about how it's developed and the certain like dictums that they have, which I'm very interested in because you're right. Like these episodes hit, like, is it, is it Bob 1.0 that said, I'll give you the budgets, but you need to make it like TV so that we can put it on channel seven if we want to. So that, yeah. like, you know, like it has to have like the dictum of, you can't be over 42 minutes or if it goes over 42 minutes, um, 
it's it's got to be this amount. It's got to be 67 minutes because that's what fills up a 90 minute thing yep. or like, you know, 87 minutes. That's what I'm wondering if that's what the dictum is and they keep on kind of pushing towards it, which, okay, fine. I understand. But I, I don't know, man, like, like you're like, if that's the case, you're wasting a lot of real estate doing some really like, like it's it, like I said, it felt like a greatest hits thing where, you know, I love Carl Weathers. I mean, we've talked like, I, like I so love Carl. You want to talk about things that I liked in the show that that's, Seeing that segment, I thought was fucking fantastic, man. Exactly. Like, it it worked so well. Uh, it, it is like weird to like we're gonna like bring him back immediately into this, but like just as a like, hey, I need you know we need to go here and like showing how everything's different and like leaning into the like this dude used to run like bounty schemes and now he's the grand magistrate and wearing a cape that droids carry behind him and just you know that, that was like a, that was a george that shit. was a george <laughs> can i just say that was a george a purely george moment having those two little droids yes. walk around with that long cape that was a fucking george moment i, I feel I don't like care that is anybody's Dave Filoni stepping in and going like, "Hey, you should have two droids carrying his cape behind him." That that's exactly, exactly. what you should have, and that's George speaking through Dave. <laughs> it really is. It really like the whole character, like that whole section, felt like George and Dave talking to one another. Yep. And 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 John having a kind of moment with it, going, "Let's make it a western." And Filoni going, yes, yes, yes. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, we all know he loves Westerns. And making it like a shootout, but not, but yes. And like showing uh, Karga still has that, still has that, like, like the, the saying, still has that dog in him. Like he still, like, you know, he may be grand, like, you know, he may be the high magistrate, which is a, which you got to love the whole Lando situation of it. It's self-appointed, right? Like, yep. he just made himself this shit, which is great. The um, magistrate. Don't forget the high. Yeah, high. <laughs> yes. But also, like, it's also the way that they kind of, like, bring in, okay, we're going to probably bring in a new Cara Dune, like, eventually. Which yeah. is like, oh, she's off at, she, she's off at like, you know, um, headquarters. I, she got I a promotion. Like, and, and I'm not, I'm not pro, I, I mean, I think she's a fine actress, I mean, a lot of people on either side of arguments need to learn to just shut the fuck up and not like get on social media and say shit that, you know, gets either misinterpreted or, or they're just saying dumb shit. Um, yeah. Has the, the controversy, it's been two years at this point. Can we not just mm -hmm. bring her back? Like, does, uh, does anybody really care anymore that she just said some dumb shit? I don't know. Like, to be perfectly honest, well, the problem is, is that she keeps on doubling down. Like, uh, okay. She well, keeps I guess on I have talking shit. Okay, I guess I haven't paid attention. So I thought she had kind of just learned her lesson and been like, I just won't talk about it anymore. Um, no, she didn't do the James Gunn thing, which was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna shut up now. Um, she literally doubled down. Like, I and like, you know, it's like just shut the fuck up for a little bit and. 
don't say anything, but you're saying stupid shit. You're going on, you're going on like stupid fucking like you're you're like. Uh, as soon so as she went on, just like, like showing up on like Fox News and shit. <laughs> oh, look, Ben Shapiro's show. I think oh, that's God. probably what's gonna. That's probably what sealed it. To be perfectly honest with you, and it's like if you go on Ben Shapiro's show, you're fucking fucked. I'm sorry, that's, but I hate that. Uh, like, I I, me too. Him so, and Tucker Carlson, like I can't stand them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and it's like, like, yeah, just don't be like, like I okay. So like, stars, soon to be stars, people who are working in the industry. Don't be racist. Don't be anti-Semitic. It's very fucking easy. Don't say your stupid shit. You're getting paid a lot of money to not say stupid shit. And, and if you're going to write something things. and you have to look at it and go, is could this be perceived as racist or anti-Semitic, even though I don't feel like I'm racist or anti-Semitic? The answer is probably yes. So just don't fucking say it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. That is the fucking thing. And I'm like, God, like you were so good. Like you were so like, like the the nice discovery of the Mandalorian was that like a couple of them were like, you know, of course, you know, like I never doubted uh, fucking Carl Weathers uh, still had it, but he still has it, right? Yeah. Um, but it was and also not just in front of the her. camera. Like, turns out he's got it behind oh. the camera too. <laughs> So. Exactly. So much so that he's he's directing an episode. Uh, he's directing an episode again. Um, yes. You know, which I love. Like, great. Like, continue to give him work. I mean, I liked his. I liked his uh, his episode. Like, I actually like. You know, when I was doing the rewatch, I had forgotten that he had directed that episode. And when I was watching it, the siege, I was like, you know what? This is a fucking badass little piece of action. I really like it. And then yep. I was like, who the fuck directed this? And I could have sworn it was Rick Fukuyama who was coming in. And I was like, oh shit, it was, I forgot it was, it, it was Carl Weathers. Um, but, but yeah, like, and then it was her, like her, the discovery of her, right? And, um, but, you know, it's like, fuck, man, you can't, you, you can't invest in this because some, somebody is going to say some crazy shit. Um, yeah, but it was going to give I her, like, a wanted... regular prominent gig. Because, I mean, she had, what, she had been, she was in that, uh, 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 what was that, that, like, action kind of movie? Oh, yeah, the Soderbergh movie. Yeah. Um, oh, God, um, I loved it, too. Um, that was where I first, uh, I first saw her. Oh, Jesus Christ, what was her And then she was um, in. Haywire. Uh, Haywire. Yeah, Haywire. Haywire. And then she was in, she was in Deadpool, right, for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. But she hadn't done any, like, those are prominent, but, like, they're also minor. This was giving her, like, a major role, but, like, she wasn't showing up every episode. And and I also wonder, like, a lot of the people are making a lot about about what he said, but, like, was that not initially the idea that there was going to be that Rangers of the Republic show well, and that was and the that whole, she would yeah, have that, been in the show she would have been the lead like that yeah. was the whole thing is that they said that she would have been the lead of that show and that's what jack that's the thing that was like okay well you kind of fucked that up and you yeah. kind of made that kind of because that was the whole like the last the the last episode of season two was a test run for that like the the four women like it was a, like supposedly it was supposed to be 
like her, Katie Sackhoff, Sasha Banks, and, um, you know, occasionally, um, uh, what's her name coming in? Um, oh God, what was, uh, what's her name? Oh shit. I can never remember, but them basically going on like, you know, them, uh, like, you know, basically adventure, adventure show with them as a crew, um, and, and more people. But of course that kind of got scrapped when, you know, anti-Semitism, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, like, uh, so I don't know, dude, like it's going to be interesting to see if they recast her because like they're like, okay. So like, here's the thing. Like there are people that are still fans of her and still want her to come back. But then there's people that are like, are like, absolutely not. I don't want her here. Let's just recast her. What happens if they do recast her? Is there a backlash? I mean, I don't know. Just make a new character. Like don't recast her. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, a no, big ga- it's a big galaxy, man. Just make another character. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, so, like, we have okay. So, like, like we have that moment. Like, I really do like that moment. I do like the opening. Like, I love the, the fact that it kind of goes back to like you know Harry Howe. Like, you know, we were talking about how like um, <laughs> you had mentioned the Nick Nolte episode of poker face and how yeah. much it reminded you of Harryhausen and kind of made you want to rewatch Harryhausen. And I feel the same way, but then I also saw, I was uh, like, you know, watching this, that moment out of the, out of context, it really feels like, like that's a George, like 2001, 2002 oh, sure. attack of the clone clones kind of like moment. Which, for sure. I fucking loved like it was like the giant snapping turtle like fucking fighting against these people like it was great right and then like the the resolve of it like i didn't like i mean like you said like the gal like you know mando coming in to save the day was kind of no man like let's let's see the mandalorians like fucking handle this thing right (laughs) like that that's what i'm saying like they're getting destroyed by this giant alligator, which, I mean, I guess I understand. I don't know why they didn't just retreat to the cave, because the thing can't get in the cave. But um, they're getting destroyed by this giant alligator, and he saves their asses. And then then we get the retread of the, like, nope, there's no redemption for you, because Mandalore is a, a radiated wasteland. And I'm like, just grow a pair dude and be like hey you know what fuck you i have the yeah. dark saber i just saved your ass again so <laughs> piss off with your cult bullshit <laughs> <laughs> well and then the whole thing is is like it's like so like he can always use the other fucking thing is like you know what maybe our whole weird extremist point of view is fucking wrong. Yeah. And maybe Bo-Katan is right. Or maybe there's a middle ground here, bro. Like, come on now. And when did the fucking armorer become the leader of everybody? Yeah. I, 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 like, I, I, don't, mean, I don't understand Bo- that. Bo-Katan stuff is stupid, too. Because, it, well, maybe not her. Like, the people that were following her. Cause like they're like, yeah. oh well, we only we only follow the person with the dark saber, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> this is and why Mandalore you know doesn't per- exist anymore. Cause y'all <laughs> exactly. are fucking stupid. Like you got one who's like, 
We don't. It's like it's a religious. It's religious factions. It's it's yeah. <laughs> religious nut jobs arguing over like what constitutes you being saved or not saved or <laughs> you know consecrated. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like. <laughs> literally fucking literally religious zealotry like that's yeah. literally what it is and, and maybe this is maybe this is this is so, the whole point maybe this is where I, Filoni, I, Filoni if it is, is all fucking props to him man like if that's what this builds <laughs> up to then like okay like we can revisit this and i can go hey you know what? i was wrong they were suddenly building up to something that that you know, we already talked about and fucking props to them for laying all this groundwork to to build up to this uh this Mandalorian showdown of religious zealotry. Like, you know, just <laughs> and speaking of Bo Tan, like, is there anybody so completely out of fucks to give in the entire galaxy to Bo Katan? <laughs> none. None whatsoever. And like, you know what? Like fucking katie sackoff man like i fucking love her dude like like giving her hey, her roses katie, this come back for this episode what do you need me to do we need you to lay on this throne and act like you don't give a fuck about anything just give a fuck <laughs> and just tell him your story and say you're a sh- you're you're not gonna do anything you idiot you are an idiot like the mandalorian uh, mando you're an idiot. okay so like but like I do like that they're starting to use his name. They're yeah. starting to use Din, like Din Jarjin. Like I, I'm, I instead of just calling him Mando because I mean, like which Mando? Which are you talking about? Like there's 300 of them now. Yeah, um, I, I like that Carl Weathers or, or the uh, Grief Cargo is the only one that yeah. like gets to call him Mando, and for no other reason. Like jumping back to his stuff, one of the best parts of the episode is when they're in his office. And he calls him like the little guy or whatever. Um, and he yeah. says uh, his name is Grogu. And he goes, Sure, if you say so. So it's <laughs> <He's> just <laughs> such a nod to like the argument of like, stop calling him Baby Yoda. It's like, it doesn't yes. fucking matter what his name is. <laughs> like, it's just Greek cargo does not give a fuck about what your name is. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no. whatever. I call you what I want to okay. call you. <laughs> um, and okay, can we just stop for a moment and just go? Okay, so like, okay, so the pirates led by the guy Van. What do you um, think okay, about so the pirates? <clears throat> okay, so it only works if it's leading up to, you know, who I want to see. That's that's what I told Spencer, man. Like he was like, you didn't like the what pirates. What did Spencer so I was like, say about it? Uh, he liked the episode. He's like, man, they're just laying groundwork. I'm like. <laughs> And maybe if I'd gotten two episodes and it wasn't an eight episode season, I would be like, yes. <laughs> but exactly. instead, I'm, we're only getting eight episodes and we spent this whole episode laying groundwork. Like, there's some cool shit in the episode. And I didn't hate it. I was just like, oh, God, another fucking fetch quest. Um, but, uh, yeah, he said, uh, you don't like the pirates? I was like, the only way I fucking like the pirates, like, full on like the pirates is if this leads to Hondo Anaka. That's Anaka. it, man. That's, because otherwise, it was a waste of fucking time. <laughs> like, it just... It really like, fucking you was. gave me something. Like, the the show, the show initial showdown on uh, whatever that planet where Grief is, is fun. 
it's it's the adding pirates to it later it like if nothing comes of that all you did was like what they did in the force awakens what the fuck was that like it's a fun scene that doesn't mean anything because the shit with the pirates doesn't go anywhere like what the fuck was the point in that man just to show that han was still up to his pirating ways you could have just told me that not wasted 15 minutes of my time like, because it yes, doesn't exactly. mean anything to the story. Like, it, it might as well be a cutscene from a video game. But, like, you don't need it unless it's going to go somewhere. Now, I do think it probably will go somewhere. Maybe not Hondo. But, yeah. like, it would be really fucking great if, like, oh, it turns out that, yeah, Hondo's still knocking around. And, like, he he's either, like, a rivalry pirate gang or like he's in with these pirates or maybe actually is the actual leader of these pirates maybe this moss covered dude isn't really their leader um i mean it looks great though like they look fantastic they do they do And, and it kind of like leads to again another george thing of like you know the old criminal underworld star wars um tv show that he promised us that never got off the ground um uh but i will say this much so because gal like disney like because disneyland's galaxy edge is canon um hondo is there that's what spencer so yeah he's he's He's, he's he's an animatronic yeah he's like he's not a major enough character for like they they use him, but it's not like he's C3PO or R2D2 or you know, whatever. Like he's not he doesn't exist outside of the animated universe. So for him to be part of Galaxy's Edge, at some point you'd think they'd say, We gotta make this guy a bigger character and get more eyes on mm-hmm. him so that you know so that some executive in line at disney doesn't have their niece or nephew or grandson going like who is that because he he does never watch the clone wars (laughs) so exactly exactly um and um and so like that that takes place before or like either before or during um force awakens so he's he exists so he okay. exists in this in this world because oh, yeah he's, he's alive so yeah, he could. Here. yes um, so he could conceivably show up though i know this sounds terrible but it almost feels like like they wouldn't and they'd rather put him in book of boba fett season two which is never gonna happen <laughs> i mean although i i've heard that it, it is actually being developed because you know they need they they want the story push but anywho um, I would love for the pirate stuff to be leading to Hondo Anaka because, I mean, you know, of all the smugglers and pirates, I mean, other than Han and Chewie, I mean, it's Hondo. Like, for me, I mean, I love Hondo. I mean, like, we've talked about Hondo before. I mean, you know, his, like, like the, the like the mere fact that he survived both Clone Wars and Rebels is like kind of like you know amazing like you know it's like like, a cockroach man like you're like there's no way he's still alive and then he shows up hey it's me yondo i'm like oh what the fuck (laughs) how are you still alive dude nobody's killed you yet (laughs) (laughs) but it's also like like you feel like that's a purely dave 
character, right? Like when you when you talk about rogues and you talk about like you know the 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 guys like like Han Solo in the first movie, right? Like that, like and Lando in the second. Like these are guys that we like find charming, but eventually they don't they don't make good decisions, right? And they always like cause issues for anybody that's a hero proper in the in, in you know Star Wars universe, and that's what I love about them. Um, and recently, we've not gotten those characters very well done in the movies. Um, and it's kind of like I almost want them to kind of take that that kind of like like grief is one of is an example of like a yep. rogue, right? Like he like he, they do it perfectly. And so why not take Hondo Anaka and put him here uh, and put him in this? Because like I feel like like somebody is I think it was Mayfield. Uh, that said that um, that Mando was a stick in the mud, and he is. And but that's what we like about him because he's so kind of like stuck in his fucking ways with the Mandalore. Like this is the way of the Mandalore and shit. I mean, he's like an extremist, right? Yeah. But we need more characters that kind of call him out on that shit. Like, like, like. I mean, like another one of my favorite characters is is Mayfield. Is Bill Burr as Mayfield because it's literally the anti. Like he literally like. For me, Mayfield feels like what Han, like what Harrison Ford, was doing as Solo in the first two movies. Like just a guy who didn't give a shit, doesn't care, like has moments, but honestly is like, I don't care about this. I just want to fucking like you know, give leave me alone. Stop talking about the Force, um, which is great. Like you know, uh, but yeah, like, he's like a here, good, he's a good antithesis too. Uh, Mando, because like, you, like you're saying, for real, like he he kind of bought into all of like not Mandalorian bullshit, but he bought into like a certain line of thinking, and then, but I mean, when we get his story, like it's, I mean, it's harrowing and heartbreaking, and it's like, damn, dude, like you know. Like, yeah, I kind of bought yeah. into all this shit. And then, you know, it turns out, like, it, it's just a bunch of people trying to take advantage of people. And, you know, so. And bullies. Yeah. And he hated so. bullies. And, like, and, like, I don't know, like, like there's some some really great, like, okay, so, like, what the problem for me, like, ultimately with this first chapter is, is that there's no character work. There's no, like, character work other than there's no, like, interest, interesting wrinkles for me. Because, yeah. like, when we meet grief, like, when we re meet grief, I mean, like, like it's kind of like there's no new wrinkles there. I mean, we know that this is the dude that he is, right? Like, it's a dude, like, you could see it in the second season, which was, was like, like, he was going respectable. And, yeah. you know, he has. Uh, there's nothing well, there. It's going to be great uh, in season four when we go back to grief and everything's gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it all hell, just it fell apart. <laughs> It might go to shit this this season. We don't know, yeah. um, you know. And uh, it's it's a rocky start, but again, it could very well be. Um, it, we, it could very well be something different. Like it could be something we're in, like in store for, like a, a good a good season that we're in store for. It's just that they had to set the table and they're setting the table over the next two, two episodes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it's uh, two episodes of set up and six episodes of like payoff, 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 I will shut the fuck up and eat some crow. Um, 
what did you think about the? I know that the race has a name, and I know they name them in the episode, but it's it's a newer race, so I have a little trouble with it. I just call them the Babu Fricks. What, what <laughs> did you think about the Babu Fricks? <laughs> I fucking love them, dude. Like, and it's probably because they're all animatronic. Yeah. Like you could like you, like it's they're animatronic. It's their like. They really do like they're fucking fraggles, like, man. It's awesome. <laughs> they are, but they they also they got it fucking not right. Fraggles. Like what were the, the things? Doozers. They're doozers. Doozers. Uh, they're doozers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, except for instead of building instead of building things with rad crystal radishes, they're building. Uh, they're, they they can like you know correct things anything with a droid. Um, dude, it's the one thing JJ got right in Rise of Skywalker. Like like you know the. <laughs> the cutesy fucking little thing. It is uh, one of the best things in Rise of... Like, the build-up to uh, Babu Frick is not really that great, but, like, the Babu no. Frick stuff is fucking fantastic. And, I, like, I was telling my friend Jess, we uh, weirdly, on our Ted Lasso podcast, got into... Oh. I didn't know she was a Star Wars person. And so we started oh, okay. talking Mandalorian and Star Wars stuff, and, um, like, I... I, I she she's trying to get into the Clone Wars and is really liking Bad Batch and we we're talking about Dave Filoni. I was like, I, I fucking love Dave Filoni and he's the guy that should be keeping Star Wars and guiding Star Wars. I said, unfortunately, it seems like Dave Filoni was put on this earth to bridge, like to make start make the Star Wars that other people make make more sense because like 100%. George Lucas makes the prequels which we we all agree aren't great but like are better than a lot of the like haters give them credit for but largely that's because we we have watched the clone wars which informs the prequels and makes them infinitely better and that's a, it is George guided but it is Dave Filoni and now we have we have J.J. Abrams coming in, making two star, two of the three Star Wars movies that, like, just, I mean, Force Awakens has its moments for sure, but, like, Rise of Skywalker is fucking, it, it's worse than anything in the, the prequel yeah. trilogy. Oh, and, yeah. And now Dave is having to fucking... Build towards making that movie make sense. Like with the Mandalorian, exactly. with Ahsoka, I'm sure, and definitely with the fucking Bad Batch. And because uh, she's real into the Bad Batch. She she hadn't had a chance to watch this season. Um, she got mm -hmm. two kids, full-time job. All, you know how that goes. Um, yeah. She was like, I'm so excited to get caught up on it. I Like, I can't wait. Um and uh, she she said, don't spoil anything. I said, well, I said, I won't specifically spoil anything. I said, but I will tell you that this season, they have gone full on heavy with the finding out why why clones stop being made, what the deal with Mandal, mm -hmm. oh, not Mandalore, what the deal with Camino uh, was, what happened yep. on Camino, um, and why the Emperor is so interested in fucking cloning, which we know because of Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker, but, exactly. 
but that comes out of nowhere. It, like if you just watch the movies, like the You're emperor, like, what the shit? Yeah, <laughs> just like what? <laughs> like when did he make clones of himself? Like like exactly. that that's never that she was like it's clones are never mentioned in the original trilogy, right? I said the Clone Wars is mentioned in the first movie, and that's it. And you don't even know what the Clone Wars is. So Yeah, it's just um, something it's just something mentioned like Vietnam. Like and yeah. you don't you don't like like so many kids like when we were kids, we didn't know what Vietnam was. It was just Vietnam, right? Like that's the yeah. way that her parents talked about Vietnam. It was like Vietnam. It was like yeah, he fought Nam. Like what? Uh, yeah, he fought okay. Nam. He's fucked up. You know, he your your uncle is a little disturbed because he were he 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 was in Nam. Like what the fuck is Nam? Tell <laughs> me. I need to know. N A M. Like and, and like of course you know we we ended up slowly getting doled out and. But yeah, you're right. Like it's so weird. Like um, that, Filoni is basically having to deal with the bullshit of others. Yeah. Uh, of like, of I mean, even George's bullshit. Like George's bullshit is co- course corrected by Dave and Dave learning Star Wars, learning how to Star Wars. Because there are very few people, there's nobody that can Star Wars better than Dave Filoni. Like, I will say that, like, even better than, even better than George at that time. Like, once he figured it out, once he got the thing, and it just kind of all melded in his head, like, he did Star Wars better than George did. Because George did the sequel, like, It literally became George going like, hey, we should do something like this. Here's a high concept. And then Dave Filoni being like, Okay, and then having to break that down and make it make sense. Exactly. When you okay, so like here's here's the thing, and I'm gonna. This is my like this is my big thing about Dave is if you can take a the most hated character in fucking Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks, and you can turn it around to the point to where anybody who's watched all was 140 episodes of Clone Wars. Actually, it turns you around on Jar Jar's plight, and it actually makes you sympathetic towards him. If the person that has done that, like taken a hated character and turned them around so that you actually have sympathy and understanding of who this person is, that's that's somebody who can better Star Wars than George. Because George created that character and fouled it up so miserably, but then Dave picks it up and elevates it to a point that is tragic, right? Like he elevates Jar Jar to a point to where he's a tragic figure to anybody who's watched the Clone Wars. And you have, he has your sympathies at that point because of what's happened, because of his storylines. Damn, dude. Like that's, that's a dude who can Star Wars. Like that's the dude who Star Wars, period. I don't know if you feel the same way, Logan, but that's the way that I look at it is that that was the moment that I went, fuck, Filoni is like, they need to protect Filoni at all costs. They need to give him all the money because yep. if he leaves Star Wars, it will crumble. You know, um, I wonder if George, do you think that George wrote it into the contract when he when he sold Star Wars that Filoni was never to be fired and was to be involved in all Star Wars projects? Kind of like on the low, low, like like he's like he's like. 
sending a piece of hope that he knew that it would never, it would always remain Star Wars. I mean, that would be really smart on his part. Um, I, I, Dave seems more like the guy to like f- try to fly under the radar. Like he seems I, sneaky, makes it sound bad, but he seems sneaky. Yeah. Where it's no, like, you're right. I, okay. Well, di- yeah, Disney's going to do all this stuff. Like, George George is giving it up because George doesn't want to have to deal with the fans anymore. Completely understand that. Um, mm-hmm. And so rather than like rock the boat, like Disney takes over cans, everything Dave has been working on. And rather than like throw his hands up and be like, well, fuck this ship. I'm going to let it sink. He, he seems like the sneaky type to be like, you know what? I'm going to play ball with them right now. And mm. I'm gonna slowly carve out this path of like, oh shit, like we should listen to this guy. Um, because I, I think if it if that's in a contract, Dave just has a target on his back. Like, there's too many other people yeah. want to throw this, forgive okay. the expression, swing their dick around and prove that. You know, oh, you think you think you know every you, you know how that is in any kind yeah. of job, you know, especially if a Absolutely. new boss takes over fucking getting getting a new boss from who comes from without like not somebody promoted <laughs> from within when somebody in any kind of situation comes from outside the purview of whether it be working in a retail store, a corporate office, whatever, when they bring somebody new in who may be familiar with like marketing or whatever it is you do like that's great man but you didn't work here you don't know the dynamics of this and you want to come in swinging your dick around and it happens every time they want to rock the boat and prove that they know best and almost always that shit backfires on them so and i'm not saying that's what kathleen kennedy did um or any of them. I, I, I don't think that's what JJ was trying to do. I think everybody approached it with a, we love this, but here's the thing. You might love it. You don't know how to create it. Yeah. No, this fucking dude 100%. knows how to create it. <laughs> no, he does. And like, just show, like whenever he's unhinged, like whenever they've unhinged him and let Dave Filoni be Dave Filoni, like, I know that you don't care too much for um, Rosario Dawson's portrayal of of uh, Ahsoka, but his episode, The Jedi, is yeah. is more Star Wars and purely like Star Wars, like like in in so many ways than anything else in The Mandalorian. Like even though it's a standalone episode. And it, I mean, it, it truly connects to Rebels. Like it's it's like the beginning of like Rebels Rebels live action and going like I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring this back. Um, deal with it. Uh, but it's like like every choice in that in that episode is so purely and unadulteratedly Star Wars. Even to like the casting of Michael Bean. Even though I know that it's like Cameron Universe, but it's like the the nature of these characters and how, and like how he's pr- approaching these things is so just acutely aware of like, like star Wars in the way that 
like George knows Star Wars. And I mean, I just like all it does is it makes me like I know it sounds weird, but in a weird way, Mando three and the the Rocky start just makes me more and more excited for for whenever we're going to get Ahsoka, because like that's Dave without any restrictions. Like that's Dave's Star Wars, right? Like this is what we've been like if you're a Dave fan. Like, this is what you've been wanting to see, like, since The Mandalorian, because you knew that this was between him and John, and then the Book of Boba Fett is him, John, and Robert Rodriguez. Um, and it's not just Dave. And, like, Ahsoka is just Dave doing what Dave wants to do. And to me, like, that's what I want. That's my Star Wars. Like, I I, I mean, I'm fairly certain that you, you would probably agree, like, like, Dave Filoni being unhinged is what we want because oh, he yeah. knows Star Wars better than anybody. Well, um, I, I don't know if you saw the – it hasn't been confirmed, and I guess there's only a handful of people that could probably truly confirm it um, for real. But the rumor now is uh, – so much so that like multiple sites have reported, apparently that last scene in – uh, Rogue One, the Vader scene, mm-hmm. was directed by Dave Filoni. Are you kidding me? That really, I'm literally, like I'm pretty sure Slash Film reported it, and it, it was rumored to have been directed. Not, we're saying he directed it because no one has stepped forward to confirm it. Like Dave could confirm it. But Dave, Dave's not gonna confirm it. Um, not unless no, somebody not from from Disney steps in and goes, "Yeah, Dave did direct that." But uh, several, I've seen it reported on several reputable sites that uh, Dave Filoni was the director behind that scene. And like, there's a lot of great stuff in Rogue One. I, I don't even think that that's the best scene in Rogue One. I do for a no. fact know that that's the scene that everybody walking out of Rogue One was like, holy fuck, that Vader scene. Like, everybody was talking about it. So, you know, I mean, like we're saying, this is the guy that you, this is who you need to be the guy, you know? You need yeah. people like Leland Chi and, like, you need those star wars historians and you probably do you need an executive like kathleen kennedy who knows that world but creatively dave is your guy like again watch the fucking bad batch man like he he is doing the footwork to build that that path to like did you watch the latest episode of bad batch I have not, um, I have not been able to, which is so pissing me off, but I mean, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to actually be doing it right when we get off the phone. It's going to be bad and shrinking. It's kind of funny. So, um, I I don't think I can say anything that spoils the episode. It is Uh an adventurous episode. They fight, they wind up fighting a giant creature. Um, (laughs) so it's, Ah, It's kind of funny that we're like these two episodes of Star Wars this mm-hmm. week both involve like at least briefly fighting giant fucking creatures. Giant monsters. <laughs> but there's a subplot in the episode about Camino. Like and that's been like a through line with this season, right? Through line. 
is yeah, like Camino was essentially destroyed. Like the I forget the name of the race of the people, um, the Kaminoans, uh, yeah. yeah, the long necked people. Um, like essentially, like they most of them are dead now, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, like, uh, Lama Sue gets brought up a lot. Uh, like, I guess Lama Sue is dead. Um, oh. well, I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I like just the way they talk about it. Um, uh, mm-hmm. in not in this episode, just in previous episodes, I'm like, shit, is, is Lama Sue dead? Like, are all the Kaminoans dead? Um, and that's like a, a very small subplot of this episode about furthering what happened and are there any like i think we've seen one or two kaminoans this season like yes. how many of them are left and, and not all of them knew knew how to necessarily clone so yes like you know that that's part of the thing was like uh, why does why does the emperor need cloners like it, it just all they're they're laying the groundwork for all of that to like, you know, I, I don't know, man, like that, that's exciting to me. Like, yeah. I don't think anything they do, sadly, I don't think Rise of Skywalker is in prequel territory where they can't actually make it a great movie or a good movie mm-hmm. by the footwork they're laying, but they can definitely make it make sense, which is nice. So, um, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good episode. The the subplot stuff, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm I'm so like I didn't like that batch at first. Like like just a little like just a little side thing. Like I didn't like it at first because I didn't know what they were doing. But then, like it was the first episode. It just left a bad taste in my mouth because it's like. Of all the things that you're gonna do, you're gonna start me off with with Canaan, uh, like Kid Canaan. <laughs> but then again, like this year we got we got Kid um, um, Sindula. Um, God, I can't uh, Hera. Hera, we got Kid, yeah, yeah, Kid Hera. Which again, I wasn't I, like this time. I was not very like I was. I kind of loved it. I loved the episode. Um, I love what they're doing with this this whole like you know once i figured out what they were doing and once i figured out like the format and what we were going to see i was really really pleased and i'm very pleased and i kind of like it's been my new favorite thing that i really really love um in the star wars universe is just like following like okay so the thing that i love about new era star wars is that we're not following force users which is a thing that I'm kind of very kind of I, I'm in love with because I don't want I don't always want to see like Star Wars to me isn't just about like you know the force and all that shit. Like it's nice, but I mean we've we've gotten what nine movies, um one one massive TV nine show Skywalker. all about Jedi. <laughs> nine Skywalker movies, man. The, the Corleones don't even have nine fucking movies. Um lengthwise maybe um but it, it, like at the end of the day it's like i kind of like exploring the world and i feel like bad batch does this so well it's such a kind of like it sets the concept up of like the 18 meets the dirty dozen 
right? Yeah. Like, that's literally what it is. It's the A-team meets the Dirty Dozen. That's the concept. And week to week, you get that kind of stuff where they're doing pulling missions. They're, they're doing dirty jobs. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But then we have this 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 the the b plot the uh like the the kind of building of the world and building of certain things that like you know of the clones and what happened to the clones like it's exactly what i want with the mandalorian shit but we don't get if that yeah. makes sense in in mandalorian um i mean we've gotten bits and yeah, pieces man, like there there was stuff in mando last season um where yeah. uh they they found like that that cloning farm and that had like them the, all the misshapen bodies and whatnot. Um, yes, it's like uh, like I, I want to know more about that. And I get that like that's not the Mando's. That's not his through line, you know. Like he doesn't no. really give a shit about that. But like you know, they kind of dropped the whole plot line of like why the fuck were were they looking for uh. Grogu to begin with like why did they Need him what exactly like, we know they wanted His blood or, or DNA Or whatever you want to call it but like It's since There's now nobody after Grogu apparently like that through Line gets dropped which is unfortunate Because like that is Part of the through line of I, I mean I feel like that That directly leads into Rise of Skywalker of like Oh, maybe the emperor found that he could clone himself, but cloning himself didn't like did not also give him force powers. So like he has to find exactly. a way to get that back, you know, to so, retain those those powers at that level. And that's where Grogu comes into play because of the blood, yep. um, which eventually they like. I mean, as we know, Rise of Skywalker. Eventually, thirty years later, they figure it out. Um, or 30 or 40 years later, they figure out how to do it and they perfected it basically probably 30 years before whenever, whenever like, you know, the first order really does rise, which um, is something that they're actually dealing with on the Mandalorian in a weird way, in a weird side way is like the fact that like, and it's not really discussed, which I really wish it would be discussed more is that the empire is still around, even though that yeah. they've won, that they're still around and they're still functioning and like you know people have not seen any change except for in the um in the central galaxy not in the outer rim which i find i i i like that idea because that's kind of like the way that it would work right like i mean we're seeing we're seeing stuff happen in the world we see stuff happen in the world and this is kind of like a very easy functioning way to kind of make an analogy of like yeah just because the first just because the empire was destroyed does not mean that like that the functionality of it isn't still there the infrastructure isn't still there um because you know what was it, 18 years of um, uh, imperial galactic rule uh but uh again like it's stuff that i find like i just find the bad batch has really smart storytelling which the mandalorian does but it's also like you, what you were saying, which I never could put a finger on. And I'm glad that you said it, which is, is that Dave is, is these are Dave collaborations. These are not like, like the Mandalorian is a Dave collaboration, right? Uh, the book of Boba Fett is a Dave collaboration. So he's not able, he's having to like, 
fit a, a square peg into a round hole, which, yeah. I mean, he does beautifully. It may take him a while, but he doesn't have that same issue in the Bad Batch because it's just him. Like him fucking around in the animated universe. And that's the kind of crazy part is that all of this animated stuff is is canon, right? And I know people that don't give a shit. They're like, yeah. like they're, they're supposedly Star Wars fans, but they don't want to give it the time. Oh, is that that show with the clone troopers and stuff? I don't want to watch that. Why do I want to watch something about the Clone Wars? I mean, that's like, fine, but you're missing out on, like, the best parts of the story. Like... Exactly. Yeah. You're not you don't get to complain about you don't get to complain about Book of Boba. That's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, if you're complain, I'm like, you don't get to complain. They're like, well, why? Because I'm like, you're not watching all Star Wars. Be happy that you have this Star Wars. I'm like, you can complain when you've watched it all and you realize how good some of the stuff can be. Well, I don't like animation. Oh, I, I hate that watching? argument, man. Like... Yeah, well, and, and this is the thing is that I always tell people. You don't think that The Mandalorian is an animated TV series? It has more. It probably has just as much animation in it as something like The Bad Batch. Because of all this CG and all the volume crap that they're having to do. I mean, essentially, only the people now are, like, literally, like, I mean, it's just like, I I get so about that stuff i mean if um, all you want to watch is the live action stuff that's fine but like i'm with you like don't don't complain that you don't understand like necessarily what's going on um mm-hmm. like you know it it should be followable but d- like when ahsoka shows up in boba fett don't be like well who the fuck is this like i mean yeah. you'd know if you like it's out there like other people know you know um yeah shit like that always it it bums me out but i mean when i first started uh hanging out with the film dispenser guys with spencer and Mm -hmm. Raphael, who started which i I know i've talked about this before like uh, they were like what's your favorite star wars movie and i was like does it have to be a movie and both of them were just like the show you're gonna like do you like the show and i'm like have y'all watched the show no I'm like, exactly. uh, and we were like <laughs> yeah. two years in at that point. And I was like, well, then I, I don't know what to tell you, man. But like, I, I'm watching this show. And, and I mean, part of it was I was watching it with my younger brother and like he was into it, too. So like, you know, you you get into it more when like they're excited about it. And so like and it was like our thing to watch Star Wars every week. And I'm like, I, but like at the same time. Like, I think they had both seen the the initial movie and were like the the bratty Ahsoka character, and I'm like, yeah, but she gets better, man. Like by season yeah. two, you're like, oh shit, Ahsoka's awesome, and by the end of the series, you're like, ah- Ahsoka's my favorite character in all of Star Wars. <laughs> like, you know, protect her at all costs. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah I, I mean, the the clone. I mean, the animated stuff. Period. And it's so funny because now we're here and, you know, uh, Spencer has a son named Ezra who's named, like, yes. among other things. Like, the, I think Ezra is a, like, they have a family member on Katie's side, I think, named Ezra. Um, oh, or maybe, yeah. maybe on Spencer's side. I don't know. But, like, Ezra sticks in his mind, of course, because of Star Wars, because he became a massive fan. Like, Re- Rebels is is his... I, I like Rebels too, but I, I'm more the Clone Wars guy. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's so funny how like when you drop all of that like reasons I can't watch it and you watch it. Yeah, there's there's some not great stuff in there, but there's some not great stuff in anything. But yep. like at the same time, it's just like, oh, fuck, man. Like there's so much good stuff here. Like, oh, I I actually understand Anakin Skywalker as a as a character, like yes. uh, rather than like this weird emo fucking whatever he was in the movies creeper who just but be- yeah becomes <laughs> darth vader like you you get a sense of who he was and it's just anyway uh yeah uh, bad batch is like it, it right now it is the better show i know we're only one episode into this season but um you're not wrong though you're not Hope- wrong, my friend. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I mean, it gets it really, a lot better. It really is. I mean, and the whole thing is, is that, like, the show, like, the the one thing that I will say about The Bad Batch in Season 2 is that it instantly hit the ground running. Like, in which the man, Mando did not. It hit the ground, it was like, oh, maybe we'll just sit here for a little bit and figure yeah. things out. Remember really all of these of characters? <laughs> it's yes. been two years. Let's take a trip down memory lane. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's just like, I don't care. Like, like it's like, like that's the thing ultimately was I was like, so this is what we're doing, huh? We're going to go on a reunion tour and just see everybody except for Kara. Because, you know, Kara's off and doing something, something super important. Um, and it just didn't work like that didn't that aspect of it didn't work individually scenes were great like like things that I like you know you love to see happen in Star Wars happen I mean we got like the the, the, the thing that we didn't talk about was there was actually a great I think that um, space battles often get the short shift in Star Wars especially because the prequels had so many like saber fights yeah but we get a great, we get a great. Oh yeah, like, it was pretty awesome. We get a great, yeah, and and like, I love it that like Dave manages to like put in a slight like a, again another thing for um for prequels gives him a hot rotted like you know galactic starfighter or uh, like or a Republic age uh um, Naboo starfighter that they just fucking just it's just the baddest ass thing that i've i've seen in the way of a ship like recently in star wars like nothing i've seen recently was kind of like oh that's kind of cool like the razor crest was okay but it wasn't like an x-wing fighter where i was like yeah yeah, it's a big big like clunky ship like it's what you need if you're a bounty hunter i guess and this is what you need if you're like skipping through the galaxy like trying to just you know get your life right you know or if you're just you know hot rodding around or whatever um yeah so uh yeah it's it's uh i mean i'm hopeful like i i just yeah. i need i need a lot more man i need a lot more like it's more substance to it rather than this like oh look we went to all these places like uh, just i don't want a fucking theme park i want a show <laughs> Exactly, which ultimately that's what I hope is happening is that we're building to the show, 
but I'm cautious. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, like, I, I, like we will definitely see. So anything else that you want to add about Star Wars? I mean, like, we're kind of like, I feel like we're going to reapproach this in a couple of weeks after we've had some time to get more episodes in and the Bad Batch ends because the Bad Batch is coming up at the end of the month, the, the finale, uh, which, you know, is super exciting. It's super sad and super exciting at the same time. Um, there's, uh, I'm, of course, I'm still not reading any of the actual novels or anything, but, yeah, um, the, I, I do still keep up with the comics and mm-hmm. man, they have taken a decline. Like I used to, for the first few years, man, the, most of the comics, I was like, man, I love this stuff. It's so good. But like, they're, they're treading water at this point because they can only go, so like the first round of first couple of years of the comic series were filling in the gaps for, between the new hope and empire strikes back. And I thought it was fantastic. This is filling mm. in the gaps between empire and Jedi and oh. it's getting so like, there's no Han because yeah. he's frozen in carbonite. So, carbonite. but yep. it's not enough Lando. It's too much like, it's a lot of Luke pondering you like uh, his place and like, you know, and trying to fill in the yeah. gaps of like how he quote becomes a Jedi master. Um, uh, and so, yeah, they're kind of just treading water. They brought back Kira, which was interesting huh. because like you have no Han, but you brought Kira and red Dawn into it. So that, yeah. that kind of like, keeps them from reuniting um and the that stuff's kind of interesting the most interesting star wars comics right now are ones that Mm -hmm. aren't in this gap like they they started a yoda series that's just like yoda across his lifetime like there's some oh like pre uh uh clone wars stuff there's some post clone wars stuff there's like it, it's um it's it's pretty pretty good so far um and there's another series they just announced but i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but yeah i i don't know man like i i don't know i want to be really hopeful about star wars and hopefully in the next like six months or so We'll get some announcements that make me feel hopeful, but like, yeah. Other than anything that Dave is doing right now, I don't have a lot of hope for Star Wars, man, and it's kind of sad. Um, yeah, it just feels like I mean, treading water. Like they just keep giving yeah. us, like, well, people like Luke. Let's just keep giving them Luke, and it's like, yeah, that's what the the vocal assholes online keep telling you that they want. Like, most of us want to explore other parts of the galaxy yeah it's like the like and i'll leave with this it's it's like a poll where they say like you know name the new library and then the like you know they say an option like you know and the like you know the polling starts and they want to call it bookie mcbookerson yeah and it's like everybody fucking votes for that online because they think it's fucking cute and it's not fucking cute. Shut the fuck up, you fucking idiots. Like, this is not, like, 
again, it was going back to the, it's almost like in a weird way, it's almost like going back to the, uh, the mural thing on Abbott elementary, right. Where Jacob is like forcing these kids to do something that they don't want. They just want the stupid mural of the socks. Right. And it's like, but also at the same time, when you take a step back and look at the micro macro, like, yeah, these kids are going to regret this because it was like, like Janine was saying, like when she looked back on her, uh, like on her mural and it was a, it was a SpongeBob with a do rag, and you're like, "Wow, that's cringeworthy," and "Wow, that's like really wrong." But again, like you know, it's kind of similar where it's like you know, if you tell, if you act, if you ask people online, of course they're going to tell you the most basic, stupidest thing. Like, why are you following that? Like, you know, George never followed that because if he if he had followed like what everybody was thinking, he would have rewrote to rewrote like Empire Strikes Back to have Boba Fett be the father of Luke and kill Darth Vader and do all the stupid <laughs> shit that, that people in 1982 or 1980, after they saw the animated Boba Fett and then they saw this, they saw the, they got their spit Boba Fett figure thought that it was going to be the biggest thing in the world. In which case it wasn't, it was just a character that he like that. He, the Joe Johnson design that he liked, you know, has nothing more than that. And like, sometimes I wish that we would go back to that. Like where it's like, no, I know best. And actually being like, not this hive mind stupidity, um, which I feel like is getting closer and closer to what we're getting in Star Wars is the hive mind, which, yeah. you know, I mean, at least there's, at least there's like the day Filoni stuff, but that's all I'm going to say. And then and who knows, maybe, maybe it's not going to be as bad as I think it is. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, maybe ultimately, like, you know, it's going to bounce back. But I'm cautious. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Ho- hopefully my, my tune will change in the coming mm-hmm. months. And I'll be like, oh, my God, there's so much good stuff. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a good stopping point. Um, I'm excited yeah. for you to watch this week's uh, Bad Batch. You have to text me when... When, uh, oh, you know you I will. It, so. um, <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> I guess uh, go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. Um, there's uh, new episodes of Pod Lasso. Uh, we're a few weeks away from season three. I'm excited about it. I'm, we'll probably talk about season three more here than I do on that show because we're mm-hmm. just doing a rewatch. Um, oh, and I forgot to tell you, I'm going on vacation. In a couple oh, of weeks, oh. and I might be out of okay. town, so we might not be able to record. Um, okay. But uh, I'll I'll let you know. It's my birthday on the 18th, and I think I'm going out of town. Okay. And I think I'm just All gonna right. take like nothing with me and just you know actually have a vacation and not be distracted by like oh I should get get on and do this and do this and like just take a vacation from my life in general. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I feel like that's something that, that would be kind of perfect. Like, you know, that's what vacation should be. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, anxiety ridden people. That's what they do. Like I always have to be doing stuff, you know? Yes. So, no, trust me. I know. I know. Um, but you can be doing stuff and still be on vacation. <laughs> yeah. So. And just not, just not, that's just not on your phone um, yep. or social medias. Um, all right. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited to hear about that, but we'll talk about that offline. Um, you can read my work 
Logan's work and uh, the work of all of my uh, all the writers on film. Dis- or Jesus Christ, dude, you put that into my <laughs> you put that into my head, man. And now I'm like, we're over, over, over. Uh, but you can. Uh, it's actually themoviegal.com. Um, we have a bunch of stuff out this week. Um, I think that uh, um, there's some stuff coming next week. Uh, but again, it's uh, you know all the home video stuff. Um, I I will be able to finally talk about Champions, the Woody Harrelson um, Farley Brothers movie, uh, because it'll it'll uh, the um, the embargo list this uh, this week. I can say this because social media is. I'm allowed to say something social media wise, right? I loved the movie. I really did. It, it's kind of like it's a return to form for the Farley brothers, or for for uh, the Farleys. We'll get more into it later. Uh, but I really did love the movie. So we'll check out my review next week, um, and then we'll probably be talking Oscars next week, won't we? And hopefully, good conversation about the Oscars, not this. What the hell did they do? Because we both, we both, I think, feel the same way, which is like, you know, um, everything everywhere and all at once uh, should be winning all the Oscars. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to, to uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it, less excited to watch it. So, um. but yeah, with that, we will be back next week, right? Yeah, we'll see you guys then. Number eight, Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But they're really all sold out. Get it all together. You with me now.